you are at Founders FAQ, answers to all the possible questions of a founder. The research shows that the average VC uses 20 hours, 25 hours of due diligence before they make an investment decision. By the virtue of the fact that we spend these two months with these founders, we spend over 400 hours doing our due diligence with the founders before making investment decisions. Welcome to Founders of AQ. Today, my guest is Dylan Mozakla Landgraft. Dylan is the co-founder of Antler, a global venture capital firm enabling and investing in the first most exceptional people building the defining companies of tomorrow. They are in the more than 20 states across six continents, including in hubs such as Austin, New York, London, Stockholm, Berlin, Bangalore, Singapore, and Sydney. Hi Dylan, welcome to Founders of AQ. Hi, hi, very great to be here. Thanks for uh, having me today. Yeah, it's, it's really nice to have you at Founders of AQ. I have tons of questions for you, but at first place, could you tell me about yourself and how did you start Antler? Yeah, sure. So I, I was born and raised in Istanbul, in Turkey, and I went to college in the U.S. at Dartmouth College and studied economics there. Then I started my journey career in investment banking first and then proceeded with the private equity industry in Norway. I would say my decision to switch from investment banking to private was mainly driven by the fact that I really wanted to get a bit more value than in investment banking. The way I feel it is that it's a, it's more of a transfer of money from one pocket to another. Whereas in private equity with operational enhancements on top of financial engineering, there is even further value that's created. What we do with Enter in venture capital, uh, Enter is an early stage venture capital that I co-founded with my co-founders. We invest in amazing founders. And I'll tell you a little bit more about that. But what really drove me into Enter or the idea of Enter at the stage that we started the company was that so we cannot really replicate the effect of answer in any other fund or any other kind of investment banking project to like finance focused businesses. I feel like working in Antler is like working in an impact NGO with a fund model for a meaningful return. Our mission at Antler is to fundamentally improve the world by enabling and investing in the world's most exceptional people defining the companies of tomorrow. We have today created a huge fund of impact, invested in thousands of founders. Over We have over 450 portfolio companies and we are present in 21 cities across six continents across the world. And we are in a trajectory to make over 200 investments per year going forward. We invest mainly primarily from pre-seed to series C, and I'm happy to discuss the business model a bit further detail down the line. That's great. And you have an accelerator program. What most of the founders will find it and why should they apply it? And how is the process of it? Yeah, great question. So maybe one clarification I can make here is that I would not necessarily call it accelerator and incubator. We are a category of our own and we generate startups and we follow on the winners through our our funds. We have these specially designed six-month cohort programs where we get the best AAA founders that have five grit and drive, and we help them with co-founder matching and idea validation. 
And after two months of working together, we hold investment committees and we make investment decisions. And we invest in roughly 30 to 40% of the company is that's presented in the investment committee. So unlike accelerator and incubators, we don't invest in startups uh, that are existing. They're already have co-founders and we don't invest on day one. We invest two months after the start of the program and we don't invest in all the companies that come into the program. So unlike a typical VC that does like on average, the research shows that the on average VC uses 20 hours, 25 hours of due diligence before they make an investment decision. By the virtue of the fact that we spend these two months with the founders, we spend over 400 are doing our due diligence with the founders before making investment decisions. So yes, we do generate these startups in our specific proprietary way and program. We follow on the winners up until Series C. So our philosophy is that exceptional people with innovative ideas are everywhere in the world, but the opportunity is not. So in order to successfully create a scale company, founders need or entrepreneurs need expertise, they need capital, they need connections. And most of those people don't have all three of these aspects. So even the most talented people, ex-Google, ex-Goldman Sachs, ex-entrepreneurs sometimes even, don't necessarily have all these three elements of expertise, capital, and connections. They are hardworking and passionate individuals, but they stay as they, what we call the quotation mark, would be entrepreneurs if given the opportunity, but they were never given the opportunity. As a result, some of the best founders and companies and solutions to humanity never get a chance to actually get off the ground and to be even started. So where it enter, we turn, I would, I could, if I could and if I would kind of attitude into I can and I will and I and they will provide me all the platform needs and we turn inspired ideas into innovations that solve the society's possibly biggest challenges and problems. I get it. And what are the top verticals that you're most interested in? We are sector agnostic in the way that we approach investing. We invest in any kind of tech enabled company across all sectors. I get it. And how is your process to help the funders? Because they have tons of problems. And how do you help them to overcome their challenges when they join your program? Great question. So we, the things that we're looking for when we are getting these founders into program is that we're, there are mainly three characters and principal characteristics that we're looking for an applicant the participant in the, to be a participant in the program. One is spike, the second one is drive, and the third one is grip. So we really look for applicants that have a clear spike, meaning something that the applicant can do, which is better than almost anyone else. It can be a spike or to be an industry spike, sales or marketing spike, whatever it is, they need to have spike. Uh, I also worth noting that every founder that comes into our program has roughly 10 years of business experience. The second thing that we are looking for is drive. So we are looking for proven ability to set ambitious goals and work relentlessly to reach them. And the third thing is the grit. As you would know, never give up in the face of adversity is an important principle for founders to have. 
and apply there uh, in their daily life. Uh, we accept around three to five percent of applicants that apply into our program. So I mean, finally, this is actually in comparison lower than the acceptance rate to Harvard Business School, for example. So these are the kind of things as uh, characters and characteristics that we are looking for. Once they enter the program, the Two main areas of focus in the first two months is co-founder matching and idea validation. Co-founder matching, what are the challenges with that? Great question. So this main challenge is that there needs to be the chemistry and there needs to be alignment in values and principles. And then ideally, there will be complementary skill sets involved. So we want, ideally, in a co-founder setting, there will be one person from business background, one person from product and one person from tech background coming together and starting a new company. And when it comes to idea validation, usually it's about really filtering through what has been already tried in the past and failed and why is there such a graveyard of certain ideas that are maybe similar in the model? Why would this be a different story and how we can really and help our founders success and succeed in that field. And we are very open to crazy ideas. As you call like Airbnb and Facebook were probably crazy ideas in the t- at the time. So we are, we like going crazy with our entrepreneurs as long as we, they show the drive to really execute on that field. That's great. And one of the biggest challenges of founders is pilot the company. So how do we help with them to overcome the pilotic process? So we are investing in people, not businesses. At the early stage that we invest in, in the pre-seed stage, it's mostly about the team than, than the business model per se. So, and then the programs is all about selecting great founders, not teams, into our cohorts. So accepting our founder to our network means that we believe in them as individuals. So when we find exceptional people, we commit to being with them every step of the way and helping them see what's coming. So we provide a lot more than investments. We are constantly accessible for strategic counsel to the kind of support and advisory support that they may need, teaching, co-founder support in good times and bad times. Um, so that would include also business pivoting. That happens a lot, but more often than not in the, at the stage that we invest in at the pre-seed stage. And my general opinion on this is that actually I think pivoting is a very good thing. That means that you've learned a lesson from your previous tries and apply to your future plan. And you know a lot more now than you had previously. So we continue supporting these funders with idea validation and their new creative ideas and all the elements that we give to founders from capital to expertise to network and continue our journey to success with them. And in that point, I would like to get your comments about solo founders versus group of founders while you're selecting your ideal founders. Great question. Never easy. It's like asking if you were like the single or married. <laughs> I think I've pros and cons to both. When matching co-founders, we think it's all about chemistry and shared values. And we believe in several ways farmers are getting married in the boardroom. So it's important to have these shared chemistry and values, and it's a huge advantage to have complementary skill sets and perspectives and appreciate each other for that. We previously talked about answer bringing tech founders, product founders, business founders together in the same cohort and helping with the co-matching of these founders. And that whole idea is that when you have complementary skill sets and perspectives, 
you you use you you get up with a much higher level as a startup with those in, already in your back than like trying to start a new and trying to start a higher great CTO which is extremely hard. The great CTO is extremely difficult when you try to get them with like less equities and more of an employee, right? So having them as a co-founder from day one is passionate as you are, really enables many startups from day one. Regarding solo founder versus group of founders, there are a lot of pros and cons of it. Solo founders get less help initially, but once they're off the ground, it can help to have more control of one person at top and can help with maybe less disagreement. Um, but we fundamentally think that if the co-founder team is a good match team, there are tons of efficiencies and synergies of running a marathon with a team versus solo in all aspects from speed to efficiency to combined skill sets, dividing and conquering together, using strengths of each person and feeling supported at any moment during ups and downs. And what are the other things that founders looking for other founders while getting a co-founder other than like complementary skill sets? I would say chemistry and shared values. We actually do a personality and principles test to founders and share each other's values with each other before, during the co-founder matching process. If one really cares about the mission and the other cares about the mission and then really enabling people and the society and the impact part of it. And the other cares about, let's say, short-term exit, the kind of the main motivating factors are different, right? Or if one highly values transparency and other ones wants, the other one wants to have a bit more control and a bit more in, 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 at the expense of less transparency, then there is a discrepancy in in the values. So it's important to us that they do share values and they have some certain level of chemistry when they start this journey together. The way that we test it is like once we hold a bunch of hackathons where these teams work together in intensive and stressful environments and see how they react to different challenging situations and what they take away from that experience of working together. Yeah, I get it. And since pandemic startups all the world can access the capital in a more rapid and easy way, and most remotely, like previous unit even SF. But so what do you think about right now? It's easier for startups to grow remotely and raise remotely. Yeah, I, I, we generally think that pandemic has been an amazing enabler to a lot of tech companies. We see that more and more talented people than ever want to, they want to build companies and solve big challenges of our time. These include areas such as climate change and inequality of access to finance, education, healthcare, and so on. And we see dollars are moving out of Silicon Valley for sure. The, Venture capital industry has experienced record levels of investment this year, and I think it, it hit around 600 billion in 2021, and nearly doubling the 2020 number. So we see new companies all over the world, not just the U.S., are reaching unicorn status faster and more frequently than ever. And having big investment documents proved to be redundant because 
safe, safe structures kind of replacing the whole long processes of raising the funds as the, all the funding rounds are getting higher and the time in between shorter. We think that this is mainly driven by the technological advancements that are not only disrupting the industry from within, but also creating also very new ones with the pandemic, right? And there are over today 170 cities in the world that have one or more unicorns. And that's up from a few dozen a decade ago. So clearly a great indication of innovation and disruption happening at big scale all across the world. As Antler being present across six continents, we are obviously at a, at a very good spot to really enable many companies, entrepreneurs all across the world to be part of the innovation stream. So to us, it comes at no surprise that VC has become even more competitive for investors and therefore there is more need of a differentiated model for VCs to distinguish between themselves. And within Antler, we are very proud of the way that we enable entrepreneurs at the earliest stage possible and having a differentiated model than any other business VC model. I get it. I get it. And lastly, do you have any message for founders who are thinking to apply the Antler's program? Uh, I would say it's never perfect time to start a business. It's like having a child. It's never a perfect time to have a child. <laughs> so if you, but if you're able to control your downside and if you have the passion and grit, just go for it. Trust your gut. Don't let your imaginary worry slow you down and just go for it. Once you decide to be an entrepreneur, it's very important to feel very passionate about the mission because to me, our mission of empowering great people is what makes me jump out of bed every day. And without that mission, I think that some days would have been a lot harder than they, they have been in the past for me. So just really believe in your mission because that's what's going to get you going in tough times. Dylan, it was great. Thank you for coming to Founders of EQ. I think it's really helpful and founders who will listen to this podcast, they will be enlightened. Thank you for coming. Oh, thank you for having me. It was a great pleasure to share these uh, experiences with you, Jeff. By the way, you can order Founders FAQ from the website. It covers the answers to all the possible questions of a founder in a startup journey, whether revealing life-saving principles for the startup survival path, building A-plus teams, creating an evolving machine, setting up a need culture, or interpreting the true path for the fundraising. And you can also follow us on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook.